You're listening to Sat Your Day Radio, and this is Get Lost A Lot. Find yourself. Ah. Uh, uh, yes. What a life it is The new millennium Everything's beautiful Everything's right Except in the underground Except in the underground Anti-theft devices Stolen What up everybody? You're listening to Saturday Radio My name's NKNX and we got a really special show today. We got the OG legend, Get Lost A Lot. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, can you tell us where we're at right now? Uh, right now, we're down neck, Ironbound, North New Jersey. Um, we're upstairs from the paint shop called Color Gallery. Um, got the lowest paint prices there is in the Tri-State. What, what, is, what is Color Gallery? Uh Color Gallery is your favorite backyard paint stash. Um, it's appointment only, where people come through and they um, they get paint for the murals, they get paint for the projects, their commission jobs, their artwork, um, their, their vandalizing needs. Um, scratch the itch. You know, we're 24 hours a day, so if people are drunk on a Friday and you just got paid, shit, we'll open up at 11 o'clock for you if you need. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but... We're definitely the, the guaranteed cheapest paint supplier in the tri-state area. Jeez. And why appointment only? Well, because it's uh, it saves us um, time. Time is money in the end of the day. You know, if I were to be here 9 to 5, you know, that's a lot of time wasted. I got a lot of the shit that I can allocate my time to. Um, that's potentially more profitable, you know? I mean, if uh, it's appointment only, everybody has weird schedules, you know? Um, artists and graffiti writers, you know, they 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 work. They come from all different backgrounds, um, so everybody has a different schedule. You know, some some are teachers. I know a lawyer. There's some people from all backgrounds. Um, so everybody has a different schedule. So it's just easier that way, and uh, it's just it's it's worked up until this point. Uh, about two years we've been in business, a year and a half in this location, and. Uh, yeah, everybody loves it. I've definitely uh, contemplated putting it into like a legitimate location. I mean, because as you kind of walked in the front door and you seen it wasn't really a store. Um, but when you got in here, everybody said the same thing. Like, well, I didn't think this was going to be in here. Um, which is, which is, it's, it's a great, it's no, a good it's, surprise. It's a legit store. Yeah. 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 Which I could see like what we see, but like when it came in, it's in the cut. But yeah. It's a legit like shop. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I put up, just recently put up the LED lights, kind of makes it more brighter and more inviting to, like, the colors, because it is, you know, you're selling paint, and it's different hues, and it's it's artistically inclined, and you got to, you know, if you have a project in mind, and you have a, um, you know, a whole sketch, you need you need specific colors, so, you know, we're here to get it, we're here to yeah. get it to you. Is this something you've, you've always wanted to do? Like, have your own paint shop? Yeah, since I... Laid my hand on a can. I've always wanted to have like at least a rack of paint that I can choose from for myself. And I got that first rack of paint like five, six years ago um, when a store down in Central Jersey had was closing down. The homies syndicated. Um, I don't know if you're ever familiar with it. They were big like a sneaker store. Um, good homies. And then they were open for about like seven, eight years. They were on like Route 22 at first, and then went by Rutgers. And 
Um, as they were closing down, they had a full rack, rack of Montana paint in the back. And the owner was like, I was going to bring it in my house as artwork. And I was like, how would I use it <coughs> to make artwork? Right. So I, I bought them at cost, and I had to make two trips with a pickup truck, and I had my first rack of paint, and I stayed up till 4.35 in the morning sorting paint out and making my whole rack, like, from different colors to different colors to shades. And, like, yeah, it was, like, exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was like a kid in a candy store. And that was just one rack. Jeez. And then now I got three, three racks and a pallet coming in tomorrow um, and a paint stash at my house. That's, like, my paint stash when I use projects. I have used cans in there and... It's definitely something I've had in mind for a yeah. long time. <laughs> um, but now I get to involve everybody in the community as well. Yeah. And I get to provide paint for the homies. And I, and I provide a space where everybody can not just commune. Um, but as you can see, there's artwork everywhere here too. You know, I had the art show that wasn't far from here at Manu's on Ferry Street. Um, and then I had to bring it back here because it was a safe place. You know, it was, I, I'm not going to go to the sushi lounge every time I want to go check on the artwork. You know, I don't know if there's people in and out of there. I can't trust everybody like I can trust here. Mm-hmm. So people's artwork is safe, and then yeah. if one wants to buy art, make an appointment. They come through, check out the space. It's the color gallery. Why not sell some paint? Sell some art. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people probably have seen your tag name before. Get lost a lot. Like, who, who, who is get lost a lot? What does that mean? Like, are you lost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for a long time. A yeah, I definitely get lost a lot. I try to <laughs> not use the GPS as much as possible. Um, <laughs> I for a long time I was just writing the word lost and uh, lost though and it just kind of roamed the streets when I was just you know uh, like 14 to about 17 18 uh, I just kind of stay away from having to go home or staying out of trouble dealing with assholes um, that wanted to get me in trouble you know I was just go right on the fucking street signs and right on boxes and just vandalize shit at that point you know that's all I was kind of getting out of it then. Um, and then when I became an adult, well, I feel like I had to, you had to become an adult. I got in trouble, you know, and I had to circumvent the efforts I was putting into it and energy I was putting into the graffiti, um, and make things circumvent. I needed something to come out. Funds being one of them because, you know, I was, again, I was growing up and I had fines to fucking take care and whatnot. Um, I started putting my tag and my artwork on clothes and hats and socks and canvases and you know if people can't afford a hundred or two hundred dollar canvas like damn well it's your twenty dollars or forty dollar hoodie um you know and it's better than just like a walking billboard it's more like they're supporting a homie right yeah so you grew up around here in Newark and so what's your background i grew up in north jersey um all over my now that i'm over 30 uh, most of my years in north I was in North North for a few years, in Bloomfield, Belleville, Jersey City, Sea Caucus, Tom's River for two years. Um, but now I'm back down to North for at least the past eight, nine years. You have a favorite? North. <laughs> North. I mean, I'm out here. You know, what I what I like about it, and what I you know I tell people when I travel anywhere that everybody minds their own business. You know, they do what they got to do, and they they get by, they pay their bills, and as long as you're fucking bothering nobody, nobody's gonna bother you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody not may not have the same outlook on it, but they just they're either assholes themselves or they're just walking down the street with their head in the clouds. You know, you gotta stay on your P's and Q's and you ain't gonna get got. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, stay out of the way. Stay out of yeah, the way. Out exactly. Of the way. Exactly. It's, yeah. And um 
Yeah, no, I mean, the food out here is fucking amazing. The, the people are awesome. You know, it's Jersey, you know, so we, we're very uh, upfront. We're, we're in your face. You know, everybody's got thick skin, which I appreciate. I appreciate it every day that I travel with it because everybody's kind of like... People have said it to me, too, that, like, oh, everybody's two-faced out here. I'm like, bro, that's because you're just not upfront with people. You're just going to get what you give out. Yeah, you know, there is a reflection of what you give off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm upfront with people, and like, if I don't like somebody, I'm going to jerk off to their face. Right. I might be smiling while I say it because sometimes I don't get the balls saying I'm back, but... Shit, give me something back, you know? <laughs> Work with me. Yeah, well, give me something here. Um, but I say it all the time. I love fucking with people because it's not like not fucking with people maliciously, but like, you know, give me reactions. You know, I was, I was, years ago, I forget what I was doing. Um, I was 18, 19 years old. One of my buddies came down, uh, came down. He got diagnosed with stage three uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he actually, he's here till this day. Um, I wouldn't fully... Um, put it on medical marijuana, but like at that point he was actually getting medical marijuana prescribed to him and This was 12 years ago, 13 years ago um, And I was taking him to Hackensack Medical in New Jersey and he was getting it by the, the medicine jar and everything and we're in an elevator coming down And it was like four or five guys in suits and ties or whatever and they just got back from five guys the hamburger joint and have like a um, Little fry container of peanuts, you know, cause that's what they give you at five guys and uh, I was like, so how's your nuts? Like, we're in an elevator. It's just, it's just awkward, you know? And elevators are just awkward to begin with. It is, you yeah. Know? <laughs> you just say some random shit. That's funny you still remember that. They're trapped, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, you, you gotta, gotta react. No, you gotta you react. You can only react to that. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like a lot of times, like, it's all reflective in there, too. So you're all staring at each other in the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, you, you say something stupid, they got no other choice. What'd they say? Everybody just cracked up, and then the doors opened up, and I was like... Have, have a nice day. Life's just too fucking boring. You gotta turn a little monkey wrench in there sometimes. You got to, man. What, what was some of the first materials you were using? Uh, colors and Rust-Oleum paint. That was boosting from Home Depot's. And then fancy paint came out. And we were getting some fancy paint. It was like, you know, Montana's and Cobras and Iron Lacks and shit like that. But I sell down here now. Um, I'm actually looking into picking up a Rustolian account, though. It's trusty Rusty. You know, there's, there's nothing like them. It's consistent. Um, and if people are coming to the shop, they either go into Home Depot or Walmart before or after. And if, I cut, if I can cut that out, I'd like to. How, how do you feel like the. Um, the city has been like well specifically since we're talking about newer how do you feel like the city's been about like graffiti and like you know we're starting to see a lot of art around the area the city meaning north yeah i mean newark like yeah. from like when you were first here versus now i mean there's obviously like uh kind of like acceptance of a lot of this art there's definitely becoming right? more of an acceptance a social acceptance um as well not just like you know democratic and city hall acceptance yeah um but over the years, I gotta say, Newark's definitely been an epicenter for, you know, graffiti as well. Over decades now, anywhere in Jersey, I mean, Newark's been had writers for days, yeah. uh, from the homies Prince um, to Bruce Bishop you know, to AI Rock. Um, I mean, they, a lot of these homies are still out here. You know, they just don't put in as much work. But they're still, they still pop up at events. They still support. They still come by. They came out to the art show last last month. Um, but the art scene's definitely emerged 
Um, there's if you go up the hill, there's murals every other block. You know, the, the street art now. Um, a lot of the artists that were kind of in the cut are getting pulled out from the cut, and they're like, "Here, look, here's a wall. Maybe a hundred foot. You've only worked on a canvas before, but here's a hundred foot wall. There's two thousand dollars bucket paint from Home Depot." have a blast and it take three months to finish a mural you know but it takes a takes a lesson to learn a lesson yeah you know you know the, eventually they'll pick up a can and figure out maybe quicker movements or quicker ways to go about it uh, quicker mediums um but i think the city's definitely evolved with its art definitely evolved do you do you feel like all, all that time that you guys like kind of spent like prior to that kind of like made it more acceptable like do you because like I know, I know now you guys are doing like like tours of like paint tours and things like that and like shows it's like events and stuff yeah like yeah. I don't think that was something that people were doing back then I mean without all that back then there would be no now you know it mm-hmm. all had to take it all had to take precedence so I mean you needed experience whether it was negative experiences getting chased and having to do it in the dark and tunnels and on the run um, or it was experience in just learning how to paint differently and learn new skills. Um, like, like I was saying before, everything evolves, you know, so it's, we've all grown as people, so we needed to find ways to circumvent the energies we've put into things, like yeah. I was saying before as well, not only as myself as a writer, but I try to surround myself in other writers that also have the same mentality of let's move forward, you know, mm-hmm. why are we still writing on shit? I mean, I can't say I fucking scratch the itch every so often myself, but, you know, we all got to get it out how we see fit but yeah let's all evolve you know every if i have a 120 foot wall and shit i don't want to put out the 1500 dollars of paint out of my pocket you know and i have reliable trustworthy homies that i can come and rock the wall with i'll invite three other dudes on it you know i mean if i see potential in somebody and you know they want to change for the better i'll include them on the wall um i've i've said no to very few people probably count them on one hand whoever asked me to come paint a wall uh, even last year's jam i didn't turn anybody down that's why there was 55 people painting on the same day and that was next to homies that drove down from boston up from baltimore in from england down from montreal um next to homies that have only been painting for a few years and are somewhat considered toy but i mean that's just a matter of point of perspective you know if everybody's if i'm not going to turn somebody down the second i turn somebody down it means they're going to want to do something better somewhere else that's what I did. Somebody told me not to paint no more, so I went somewhere else and I fucking did something better. Yeah. You know, I don't... Why do that? Why send somebody out of the neighborhood? You from the neighborhood. Come rock, come paint. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of obvious that, like, this, all, this like, paint in general and just, like, graffiti is, like, your passion. Like, well, what what inspired you, like, to do this? Like, why did you pick up a can? And, you know, why are you still doing it, you know? Uh... I mean, I started doing, like I said, I was just trying to keep myself out of the house. Uh, I always said my grandma was always just kind of doing drugs and just kind of getting fucked up and it's nothing enjoyable for me to go home to. So I just found a way to just kind of take up my time and I didn't have to sleep on the park bench. I'd be out until fucking five, four in the morning. Oh, so it was like a, it was like a positive like outlet. Yeah, it was definitely a positive outlet and it was something I needed to get out like energy wise and just yeah. like aggravation and frustrations and shit too. And it was better to fuck up everybody else's day with graffiti in front of them than to <laughs> aggravate my back sleeping on a bench yeah i don't know if that's like the positive outlook on it but um it just avoided a lot of fights <laughs> in the end in the long run um but yeah that's where it was and then it evolved with um 
I started painting with a homie and then where he was writing a lot, I wrote Lost. So we made stickers, Lost a Lot, Gained Everything. Um, that was the first sticker we made and I was like 30,000 stickers ago um, in 2012. And then uh, we made some shirts and we went to some parties, went to events and everybody loved the shirts, loved the stickers. And they wanted to put it on their ass, put it on their forehead, take pictures with it. Um, but it just wasn't as marketable. You know, not everybody in their mother wants to say that they've lost a lot or admit that they've lost a lot. But if you put the word get in front of it, everybody's willing to say that they get lost a lot or they got lost a lot. You know, I mean, it's yeah. And it also had a ulterior meaning, which what it means now um, is get lost a lot, find yourself. You'll never be happy following somebody else. Um, I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely how I think of it when I see the tags, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, and it, I write it wherever the fuck I go. So it's, I could be in the middle of the boondocks of Illinois and put up a sticker and somebody within that week will take a picture of it and send it to me. Yeah. Um, I was on the border of PA in New Jersey and like the aqueducts of a bridge like literally on the border I was painting it was daytime and we we're on the way up to like Binghamton New York or something and it was with my homie uh, uh, Rain and Czar which are two of my close homies paint with often uh, Rain runs all the Trenton malls and Terra Cycle you ever heard of Jersey Fresh Jam? yes okay Trenton, yeah, so, yeah. so Rain runs Jersey Fresh Jam yeah and homie Czar is out of Patterson Old school cat, still killing it. Um, we were painting the aqueducts, and within 15 minutes of us getting done painting, and I got back to the car, somebody was sending me a video of me painting. Like, oh shit! An hour and a half, two hours from here, like PA, New Jersey border. Oh, shit! And dude was like, yeah, like driving by, took a video, made a U-turn, took a video, and sent it to me. He was like, yo, wild spot, wild hot boy. It's daytime. Be careful, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like. Right now? You just said that to me right now? <laughs> wow. But, yeah, that's a true story. Um, Where's the farthest you have a tag? From, like, Nork? In Nork or from No, Nork? like, from uh, Nork. Israel. Oh, yeah? Um, I was sent out there in 2013. Uh, so I was out there for, like, two and a half weeks. And then right from there, I went to Amsterdam for another two and a half weeks. Um, I was painting on the border of Syria and Israel, Golan Heights. And we got up there. I got up there at night, and you wake up. And it's just like just fucking dirt everywhere in your eyes, <laughs> but um, you hear like ga 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 boom, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And they're like, oh well, that's that's training. And I'm like, nah, okay, I believe you for now. Then you hear it on the other side of you, and they're like, yeah, that's training. I'm like, all right, go fuck yourself. It's not training anymore because <laughs> they they train just around us. Just, like, yeah, yeah, training all day, <laughs> all day, all night. Yeah, and then you got jets making fucking like loops above, and I'm like, bruh. Still training, right? <laughs> so um, we painted on a live army base, painted on a, a, a bombed out army base. Um, we we're on Al Jazeera. It was like a news, like it's a BBC and shit like that out there. Um, a Jerusalem news network. Uh, painted on a, it's a kibbutz out there is like a community of families. I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, you say in Hebrew. Um, it sounds right. It, 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 it could very well be right. I've just I've said it so many times wrong. I'm just like accustomed to just knowing that I said it wrong. Um, but it's a community of uh, this community in particular was 52 families, I believe, 
and they had like a little bodega, like a little deli, and they had like all tiles each family made, like on the side of the bodega. And uh, we painted the armory shack, which was like the size of like a two-car garage, and they had like a giant vault door on the front, and it's like where they keep their fucking ammunition, like wow. their like heavy artillery and shit, like the community, like with the friends, wow. the school and shit, yeah. And like we're painting at like nine nine thirty in the morning, and like a school of kids walking by, like ta da ta da, like ta da means thank you in in Hebrew. And they're like, ta-da. And I'm like, I talked to the teachers. And I'm like, this is what you hear like all day. Like, boom. And the kids aren't even fucking like phased. Like, this is what we go through every day. Right. Okay. We're going to paint and we're going to be out. Cool. <laughs> and that's what we did. We painted and we were out. And they wanted you to paint the inside of the community. In the inside of the armory shack. We painted like the entire exterior of the armory shack. Um, and then like another wall because there's... 12 artists and we're from all over the world wow there's a couple of us from america um the homie arrow from england uh the dude chemist from copenhagen uh norm from west coast la hawaii ish uh, the dude Sess from new york cole walnuts from brooklyn myself um there's just it's just a, a smorgasbord of styles of dope art everywhere we went it was a whole rental minivan of just paint any door you open the paint just poured out so it's like daytime nighttime we're painting yeah how do you think what do you what do, what do you think that that armory painting meant to the people in the community i don't even know if they got like internet like that to yeah. see who painted their armory shack but like if those those kids growing up and they see those styles those names and they get older and they leave that that community go down to maybe Tel Aviv, which is kind of like the city. Um, you know, they they probably look it up or like they'd see. So Tel Aviv is like more live. It is. It's like in New York, like on the beach. That's mm-hmm. what they similar. So I guess they relate it to. Um, but there's graph everywhere. They just let it live. They let it rock. Um, I wouldn't say you can just rock out daytime everywhere there, but. Nobody's really gonna have the balls to say you know, because I don't know who the fuck's every. You walk into a convenience store, people have an AK-47 over their shoulder like it's nothing, so they don't know who has a gun on them, who doesn't. So nobody's really gonna come out their face and be like, "Yo, what are you painting my neighbor's house for?" <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, I wouldn't paint on somebody's house, but you never know if the wall that's a hundred feet from this random house on a hill isn't their property or not. Yeah, just painting it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point actually. Just uh, like, wh- where do you draw the line between like graffiti and vandalism? Like, I mean, I don't oh, yeah. paint on schools. I don't paint on government buildings. Yeah. I don't paint on government cars. You're just trying to draw a light that you don't need. Um, but there's tons of people that do, and they're usually just getting in the game. They don't really know it's a game at all. They're just like, fuck it, I'm going to go and take my Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just made yourself known to every police officer in your fucking neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Glad everybody knows you. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there are those who do that. You know? the the graffiti and art community seems like a, a crazy uh a crazy uh community or place to, to get your name known because there's so it seems very hard to to get your name known mm-hmm. but also obviously very possible because there's a lot of really big ones so it's just like it's just interesting seeing like i don't just seeing as a bystander mm-hmm. what names I know and why I know those names. And yeah. if I, I always think if I try to start right now, today, tonight, how do I even go about, how do, how do I even get people to know my name? It just seems so crazy to like it's become well-known. like one-up. It's a constant one-up. I mean, it's 
there's always been like this wild disconnect between the two like graffiti's kind of been the known as the stepchild the redhead stepchild of the art scene the art scene art industry um but for years i mean you see prolific graffiti writers become into fine art mm. or they got a surname under fine art and they're also selling some pretty astonishing priced yeah. fine art yeah um yeah i don't think either of us need to name a few but i'm sure we're all in tune with what's going on in the art industry these days and mm. it's highly influenced by the graffiti industry um you know it's socially acceptable to be a graffiti writer today and be an artist um yeah. or to be accredited as an artist starting graffiti um i saw a movie with samo um was, where did i go ifc in tribeca yeah um it was a dope movie i mean i actually lit up a blunt at the end of the movie and the fire alarms went off in the entire theater I jesus christ <laughs> man you, you gotta <laughs> i was just like i don't know who the fuck's smoking weed here man <laughs> it's just, yeah the whole entire theater did you see the hipster with the whole bag of whole foods next to yeah. me <laughs> It was Did anybody him. stop him bringing an entire bag of goodies in? <laughs> like, yeah. I'd prefer that than the guy with the never-ending uh, candy wrapper noise throughout oh the whole God, movie. It's incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was a really that was a, a prolific movie, and I guess it had like a really like a strong undertone of of exactly that question that you had asked. You know, what's that connection between the two, um, and how has it evolved with the you know, graffiti being in the fine art industry. I'm constantly putting tags on canvases. They've sold. It's art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a check from it. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you feel like artists have to like ask for permission when making art? And and how does, and how do you feel about that when it comes to like graffiti artists, like writers? No, I mean, I think it depends. No. Yeah, I mean, it depends if you're mean if you're talking in regards to like getting walls, or if you mean like you're painting like logos or like other. I feel people's. like just get, getting walls is like putting, like other types of art. You really don't have to ask for any no permission for anything. You no, no, have, no. You just have to get it. Yeah. And just um, do it. So the whole like asking permission for walls is another monster in itself. Um, you know, there's a knack for being able to paint shit on canvases and talking to a seller into buying it. But then there's an also there's a whole nother angle, a whole nother monster with dealing with business owners and property owners, with people that have money in their pocket and they don't have any eye for art at all. Sometimes they do. Luckily, if you you find that one fucking property owner, yeah, you just hit the jackpot. Maybe you can utilize that, show him what you could do, and possibly put art in his other properties. Because if he is, if he does have an eye for art, he's also some type of an investor and has other properties available. Um, but yeah, that again, that there's other you gotta find out angles. I mean, down here in Ironbound, I've hit so many roadblocks and dead ends. Um, not speaking fluent Portuguese, um, yeah. speaking minimal amounts of Spanish, and I mean, and, and if I even go outside of Ironbound, not being Hispanic myself or not being black, is uh, I hit dead ends. Mm. Um, but again, you just gotta find the angle. You know, if it's a older Brazilian guy and he owns the property. I'm going to get a 20-something Brazilian girl and go and talk to him. And you got to find the angle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Your titties might hit you halfway out, but I'm going to get that wall to paint. <laughs> I mean, it's, how, it's what I've had to do. Um, but that's I've learned that skill just doing what I've had to do since I was younger and paying bills. You know, you get, there's always an angle. Somebody always has a vice. Somebody always has an interest in something. Yeah. And if you can find that, you can get what you want. 
that's interesting because like that never stops you from like even though this is like so like illegal and it's like there's a taboo behind it it's like you're, you're still putting energy into like for it to be acceptable and yeah, like you know shows no. with like your store you know absolutely I mean the only way it's gonna become acceptable is you keep fucking putting in people's face I mean I don't know if you've seen the dude Harm not familiar yeah. seen the tag Harm okay um, dude puts on you know and I, I mean at, at first I wasn't fully you know interested in his style or the way he went about it but like you keep putting in somebody's face and you get, it's, it's repetition you know and it's it grows on you yeah it does you know and you see it as long as you see somebody progress like in any way whether it's the style or like at first he was just hitting tags on everything you go up the hill I guarantee you're gonna see three tags on one block guarantee like Springfield Ave to South Orange Ave to Central Ave to Clinton to any MLK anything there's, there's tags everywhere yeah you know and to the point where he's I could tell and I and he, he buys his paint here as well mm-hmm. um, you know I could tell that he's gotten not bored but like he's like fuck it I'm gonna go and go over myself now but evolving you know not just hitting tags over tags he's doing fill-ins over tags now you know it's like he's he's stretched his own alright fuck this now I'm gonna do it differently yeah. but better it's the whole one up like I was saying it's just a constant one up one up one up and you know like you see writers or people that aren't very accustomed to graffiti you know like PK and Kid anybody that sees me paint they're like yo do you know the guy's PK and Kid and I'm like yo did you see a water tower yeah I get it or do you see the news do you see a newspaper article like that's why they stick in your head because they do iconic spots mm-hmm. you know they might not be crazy style influenced mm-hmm. but that tag is where it should not be exactly yeah. <laughs> like and a heavy trafficked un- area yeah, like, yeah. and yeah. it's undoubtedly eye catchy yeah mm-hmm. you know they're, they have iconic spots and who could deny that nobody because they don't got it they don't got those spots or else they'd be fucking PKing kid yeah, you know, which is which I think is dope. What's the most risky spot you ever like? I'm just I'm just trying to picture you like <laughs> climbing like a water tower, it's like some crazy shit like that. Like, what's the most wildest spot you ever tagged? I painted edges of bridges. I painted middle medians. Um, there's a spot right outside the Holland Tunnel, like right where. Say if you're coming out of the Holland and you're going towards like Jersey City, you can make to the left to go underneath. Yeah, like that high road. <gasps> yeah. So I've come out of those aqueducts and paint on that opposite wall right there. And that's like, there's never dead, no traffic. You're like literally standing on a half a foot curb with cars like whizzing by you. Pretty fucking sketchy spot. Sheesh. Um, I don't, I like going in the woods when I go snowboarding and maybe not everybody and their mother sees the tag, but I know like the people that are going that deep in the fucking woods, they appreciate me hitting a tag there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would definitely be like, what the fuck? That's yeah. cool, but whoa. Yeah, so like, uh, I got to Colorado maybe once, twice a year, and I got a homie that works at Vail. So I'll go into the mountains, and he knows the backwoods, like the back of his hand. And there's uh, smoke huts. Like, there's like huts that locals go up in the summertime and they hatchet trees down and they fucking wire lodges. Like, there's two floor huts, there's like rope swings in a hut, there's a rock wall to get into a hut, there's like benches. Every time you go in these huts in the winter, there's at least like three sites. Like, the, it's dope. You wow. pull up on your snowboard, you're in the middle of fucking woods. You would never know it was there unless you knew where it was or you were just getting lost a lot in the woods. You take your board off, throw it in the snow when you get inside, and there's always, like, steam coming out. And there's always, like, three or four sifes going on. That's dope. Yeah. Like, my first time I was up there, um, I was hotboxing the gondola going up. And it's, like, a fully enclosed gondola. 
And I asked the three older guys that are on the ski lift with me on the gondola if they mind if I smoke. And they were like, no, that's cool, man. Do your thing. <laughs> they didn't know it was a full on blunt. <laughs> they found out. <laughs> and the, did yeah. And the one homie that was there, he had his, his glasses, his snowboard oh, glasses oh. down. He had his headphones in. He wasn't paying me no mind. He didn't say nothing to me. We got off the gondola. I'm strapping my board in. And he's like, yo, like, if you can keep up, you should follow me. I got some pretty interesting spots. I'm like, I'm always up for a oh challenge. Oh, my God. I would be that guy. So I just straight trapped, strapped up my boots, followed him into the fucking woods, and he brought me to my first smoke hut. He actually be, was an employee of the mountain. And oh, wow. He, he introduced me to the people that were in the hut. Like, he knew them all. The one dude had, like, you know, a senior citizen pill thing with, like, the Sunday to Monday thing. He had a different strain in every one. I was like, yo, this is ill. He had it in his book bag. Yeah, like... Everybody was smoking wax. They were all like, oh, you still smoke flour? I was like, what? what? They are like, yeah, flour, buds. I was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I smoke flour. <laughs> it's a whole different culture out there. It's a whole different culture. Yeah, yeah. entirely. Like, it, they got like weed crackheads out there. Like, they're smoking <laughs> that wax. Like, they're blowing their tolerance completely out the water. They it's don't insane. know where the wax is yeah. coming from. Some do, but they're still like, they're catching the chicks after they hit a fucking bomb rip of wax. It's wild, yeah. I'm like, when is enough? Jesus. One is enough. Got another limit. You yeah. Got another limit. You got to, yeah. Moderation. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. I, I was, I was gonna say, what, I, I think what, what I like about you is that you are. It seems like you're expanding more than just your your name as a writer and tagger. You're you're creating this whole brand, and you personally are. You have other business ventures and stuff like that. Like what? Why are you taking that route instead of just doing what I guess what a lot of people would do is just write, tag, and kind of do have a j- day job? Uh, I mean, I got a lot of people that rely on me. <laughs> uh, I got you know the family. Uh, I got my mom to take care of. Um, my brother's completely self-sufficient, thank God. Um, but I just got a lot of other people that rely on me and what I've been doing and what I've built so far. You know, so I can't just go and drop anything nor would i want to you know because it's not one job or not one career pays anybody's bills these days um you know it's something that was said maybe when i was younger my grandparents were saying it like save 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 your money save your money you know work for 30 years 40 years in a company you can't do that shit no more you know you got it's completely lateral movements you got to completely up your skills and up your skill sets um in each individual compartment because otherwise you're just you're stagnant or you're just moving slowly uphill um opportunities come you know you can't just turn them down you gotta they show you they show themselves to you for a reason mm-hmm. you know and it's it's up to you to either take that jump take that leap and go for it if not you just get passed by what, what are some other business um ventures you're, you're working on right now uh well i told you about the school bus yeah you know i uh i took off when i gutted all the seats i took off all of the the vinyls the burgundy vinyls i got a seamstress putting wallets and like purses together with them so wherever i pull up on the bus i can kind of sell them i generate some funds that way um and there's gonna be panels on the side or brackets to adhere panels to wherever i pull up because we all know home depot or lowe's are five miles from each other in every direction um so i could paint them and sell them and donate them before we pull off um that's the bus in itself so you can find anything i do with the bus at lost though bussington how did you get the bus um a buddy of mine actually works on buses monday through friday and they had cut a couple so i think buses could only run for like 
15 to 18 years, don't quote me on it, before they can take them out of commission for school use. That makes sense. I would hope so. Um, so he had the opportunity to put one aside for me. So I went out there. I got it at a very uh, efficient price compared to what the other one said sold for. Um, enough to where I can work on it and actually put some time into it. And he knew that I was going to put it to some good use. Um, but that's just, that's one of my ventures. Um, aside from like, you know, the clothes and the merch, um, sweatshirts, socks, hoodies, I mentioned earlier, just kind of, it's stuff that the everyday person could invest into yeah. and support me as well, instead of just buying artwork that just sits on their wall and they can brag about it every time somebody comes over. <laughs> um, which oddly enough, I've had people like buy hats and they're in traffic or they're like in line for somewhere. They're at a movie and another homie comes up to him like, yo, you know this dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they've met, they've made good friends out of it because I only fucks with good people, you know, good vibes and just like minded people. So if they've bought merch from me personally, then there's nine and a half percent out of nine and a half out of ten chances that they're good people. Um, the artwork is a whole nother entity itself. I have a nonprofit that. Um, Daniel Joseph and myself were putting together for a very long time. It's still not um, as far or as. Is it fucking raining out right now? I think so. Sheesh. Um, yeah. It's not as far on as I think we both anticipated it to be when we started the dream of, I guess, the nonprofit. And that's where the Allery started. Um, the Allery, I don't know if I briefly told you guys last time we had met, um, it was just a conduit between the projects and the liquor store. Uh, it was always like kind of just dreary and negative and you know had, i call them liquor store all-stars but they're basically panhandlers and crackheads and dopeheads that just do nothing but aggravate people um and piss and shit in my alleyway but now that i have murals up and down it um there's a bunch of garages and walls that are just painted with people's artwork from all over the place you know it's, it's not as negative it's not as dreary and it's not as droopy and gloomy anymore people love walking down it people that tell me all the time hey another piece going up yeah and they love it <laughs> nice um i've had a couple times where people have brought me a case of beer or a case of water like while i'm painting because they know that i curate it and if i see garbage out there i don't want it in photos of the artwork so i'll move it i'll put it all in fucking pile i'll put my own time and energy into it um this is how my hand got fucking broken um by some guy was dumping cement debris bags outside my lot that I have a mural in front of. And just today, I was pulling off in a car, and a, a dump truck guy was taking a picture of my wall. And I'm looking at the ground, and there was the cement debris bags on the ground. The city of Newark doesn't come and pick it up. So I, it's up to me to clean up the random debris that people come down here to dump. That's crazy, man. No respect for that. What determines when you tag get lost a lot and lost though time location oh, oh i thought it was like <laughs> no no i mean some places you know the right people know who lost though is or what i represent and then other people need to know what get lost a lot is um it's kind of like the nickname i guess yeah. lost though yeah i mean i've switched it up too like lost gets a lot a lot gets yeah lost, or got lost a lot mm -hmm. lost a lot yeah i figured that yeah. what's the what's the best time to tag Oof. it depends on where you're hitting it could be eight o'clock at night middle of rush hour or it could be five in the morning when it's dead quiet out what what determines location location i love rush hour traffic dead bumper to bumper and they have no other option to do anything but beep 
No one's leaving their fucking car on the highway. Mm-hmm. You coming up to me? I wouldn't come up to me. <laughs> I'm out of a business. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, not even, right. I wouldn't even be feel a way about it. <laughs> so that's that's like you know. But you never some... think about that one asshole that might do something. Well, we've all had them. Yeah, we've all had that one asshole. Sometimes. They'll be like, oh, oh, that's not good, and then they'll that's, like do something. That's fine. You either you turn around, size him up, either run or put your hands up. Not giving up way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we've all come, we've all come to terms with it. Um, those of us that have been consistently writing, there's tons of people that it's just seasonal. They just start doing graffiti because they think it's cool, easy, market themselves, and just pop up out of nowhere and get famous, right? But they get locked up, they catch a charge, fines are more than they thought they would be, Oof. and there goes their graffiti career. Yeah. Have you ever had like a bad like tag run or, or something like? Before. A bad running story? Yeah. Definitely. Um, one time in Atlanta, I was on the highway, and we we're painting a middle median, and it was three of us. Um, I, I I heard the brakes. You know, you, you hear the Crown Vic brakes. You know, it's like the engine. Either you hear the engine, like, accelerating, you know it's a cop car, mm-hmm. or you hear the brakes, and you know it's a cop car. I heard yeah. the brakes. <laughs> oh, shit. And I could see the spotlight, and I was the first one of the three painting. So I dropped the can, and I jumped down on the highway off the median and I just start fucking running booking right past my two my two homies that just duck they don't even see him so I keep running and then uh it's it's a guy like a Georgia accent get on the ground white boy oh my god (laughs) no (laughs) I hop over the median to opposite side of traffic and I don't see any cars so I run across the street I go up an on ramp like off ramp and there's just bushes I just dump Trump right in the center of the fucking bushes and I hear just footsteps go right by like boot steps go by and like I try to like kind of wiggle my way out in the middle of a fucking thorn bush oh I get out of the thorn bush another car goes by sure enough it was a cop that made the U-turn up ahead to go pick up his partner that he got out to chase me I go run back across the highway back into the hotel parking lot that I was staying at I see a cop parking cop on the parking lot doesn't see me i make my way back to my hotel room and my two jerk off homies that i was painting with are in the hotel room with the four girls that i got in the hotel room oh what happened to you as i pick fucking thorns out of my scalp what do you think happened to me asshole you guys laid on the ground and chased me oh man so that was a I, luckily thank god knock on wood i guess I got away those story to tell any any jersey ones a couple or it or do you just kind of do you have a good relationship with people here that people kind of leave you alone a, a little bit uh i haven't caught a chase in jersey in a few years because i've been doing more positive things for the community uh, rather than you know negative um i've in the interim of painting a lot of these walls these murals i have down neck I didn't have permission for about two-thirds of them, and they were just riddled with vandalism from end to end, some of them 100, some 150-foot walls. Um, there's a whole wall on Paris and Magazine Street that's about 300 feet long. It's an entire truck lot exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, I approached them. That wall actually did get legally. I approached them, and I said, listen, I can make your wall look a lot better. Look on Google Maps right now. It looks like a fucking mess. You don't even have to walk outside. So I didn't be like, Google's your business. Your business looks like a mess. Like, let me paint your walls and... Luckily, that business That's a good point Yeah Um, But like I said Two thirds of the walls I kind of just commandeered 
those hollows and tags across them. Just random, some shit crossed out, some shit you couldn't even read it. And then there was some good homies on it too. Yeah. Um, because I have a good rapport with a lot of the writers out here. If they were on it, I some I reached out to other. It was just the level of the game. You know, there's throwies go over tags, pieces go over throwies. You know, it's just there's a not a hierarchy, but there's like a, a system. You know, yeah. um, go out there in the middle of the night. Buff the wall with two buckets of paint. Me and homie, 150 foot wall. Cops will stop us. Like, what are you doing? What do you mean what I'm doing? I'm setting up for a mural. I'm setting up for a sketch. Sometimes I'd have a blunt in my hand. I throw it on the ground, and like I'm not, I'm not like afraid at that point. I was. I'm, I know I'm sketching like a mural. It's 100 foot. Like I already have a thousand dollars of paint on the ground at the sidewalk. I'm not running and leaving my thousand dollars on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, my car is right there. The music's on. But it's in like the back street of like South Street or like Thomas Street over, yeah, yeah. you know, over by the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, that whole spot's tagged up. Well, yeah, it looks the, nice. The shindig guys, you know, they, yeah. yeah, they, they did the thing. Yeah. Um, and then just like that, just that whole block up and down kind of had throwies on it and just yeah. kind of just riddled with tags. Um, so one by one, I would repaint a wall. I'd buff it. It would take like two, three hours to buff it by hand. Me and my one homie, we donate all the money or all the paint supplies out of pocket. Uh, cops would come up and ask him, what are, you, what are you guys doing? Are you guys kidding me? And we're like, no, we're not kidding you. This is a picture of the wall, what it looked like before, and this is what it's going to look like. And they look at each other, and at least half the times they're like, oh, we got other shit to deal with. Whatever. <laughs> wow. And they pull off. Yeah. Um, very few times have they asked me for paperwork, but I've had paperwork for said walls that they've asked me for. Um, I've had a couple meetings with, with the community centers as well, and they've brought in the lieutenants kind of put them in tune with what I've been doing like three years after I started the walls and they were like oh that's the wall the Simpsons wall I'm like yeah yeah that's my wall that's one of my walls um but yeah like there's there's a disconnect yeah um I think there needs to be more unity mm-hmm. between the city and what I'm doing um there's one of my walls that I got from a biz- I, I painted legally with permission of the business um and code enforcement gave him a graffiti violation. Mm. Landlord calls me up. And he's like, Vin, what the fuck? Why did I get a citation? You painted a wall. You stopped. I haven't gotten vandalized in over two years. You, They're saying your, your, your artwork is graffiti. I said, all right. I got to go to court with him. I told him I was going to go to court with him. He's like, okay, sure, sure. You're going to go to court with me. All right, cool. I took pictures of the fucking the citation so I knew what the court date was. I showed up to court. I was sitting in the back of court. When he got called up to the front, I walked up there with him and I was by his side and he was surprised. He's like, you showed up? I was like, yeah, I'm a man of my word. I told you I was going to be here. I'm going to show you. I got pictures of what the wall looked like before we painted it and I got pictures of the wall now. And if they really want me to buff it, I'll buff it. But I'm here so you don't got to get a citation. You don't got to get no fines, nothing. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, we met with the prosecutor and he said, okay, well, I'm going to dismiss this. And I said, okay, that's cool. That's great. But going on from now I got other walls that are in the neighborhood I don't want these landlords calling me irate because I'm for every single one Yeah, for every single one of them there's something's going on there's a gray line between what your code enforcement agency is artwork and what they see is graffiti mm. can you get me in touch or can you put me in a meeting with the code enforcement yeah. agents or the person who's in charge of code enforcement yeah 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 I'll make sure that happens <laughs> and you already know how the fuck that works yeah. And I said, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, municipality. Yeah, you do what you got to do. I'd appreciate it if you could, but don't worry about it. I'm not going to rely on it. Yep. 
<laughs> I walked my ass right across the street, upstairs to the third floor to code enforcement. I made an appointment with the supervisor of code enforcement. It's the only way it's going to get done. You have to go yourself. And I went like, myself. Yeah. And it took a 10-minute conversation with him. He said, you ever get one of these, you come to me again, and we'll fucking squash it before anybody has to go to court. Yeah. But you, I made that relationship. I established that relationship myself. Mm-hmm. And you can't go from here to this guy that he said, she said. It's not going to get you nowhere. That's just one of the many debacles I've gotten. I've had to do. Jeez. Oh man. So like, um, it's funny to me when I see like a lot of like spray painted like slash like graffiti style like murals. I'm thinking about the one in um, Jersey City area. I think it's Hoboken, Jersey City. You can see it like literally on your way to um, Holland Tunnel. Bowie. Yeah, yeah, David Bowie. Yeah, and like I feel like that's like a. I look at that. And I'm like, it feels like such a like fuck you. Yeah. To the community. Yeah. Like, and every and everyone feels a way about it. Yeah. So the the artist who painted that is Cobra Street Art. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he's based out of Brazil. Um, he's in all respect to him. Absolutely. Like he's made, he like, made tons of bread out of that. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of those murals that are like there's a lot of those massive murals that are in Jersey City were funded privately from uh, investors and like developers yeah um and it was a big dick measuring contest from what i hear mm. like the obey mural and the one yep. right across mm-hmm. the street and yep. roa and then nichos and i was like it was legitimately just a dick measuring contest or pissing contest between developers okay um, but a lot of the murals that are going on now are like J- uh, jersey city mural arts project um with jc map and uh the, the chick brooke she puts on a lot of dope murals um she gets tons of walls throughout jersey city the art scene in jersey city is nothing but flourished you know, over the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody could detest that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I've gotten, um, I guess, some some questions or some remarks from people that are from out there and they're like, it was like, why isn't it like, it should be more organic. Like, why is it the same assholes that are same, keep painting the walls, keep painting yeah. the same walls and yeah. like, it's all that same style, that same steez, like this fucking Pikachu and this Pokemon and like, it's like, <laughs> It's cool, but like you know, it's not really <laughs> fully representative of the Jersey City culture. at all, yeah, or not. what Jersey City was. Right. I mean, I lived in Jersey City when I was what 20, 21, and twenty two years old, and you know, it wasn't what it is today. Mm-hmm. You know, I was living in the Heights, across from Washington Square Park, and you'd have like the Hill rioting up Central Ave to go to Washington Square Park, where it was like all the Latinos and Hispanics were playing basketball. Yeah, and like they, they fucking duke it out, like a hundred on a hundred, in the middle of fucking park. Sheesh. Yeah, like it, I would sit on the roof and like smoke and like watch it. Like it was, it was interesting. Um, but it's not like that anymore. It's like fucking hipster, like Yuppieville down there. Yeah, and like thirty five hundred dollars apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you promote vandalism? Like, I don't condone it. Wouldn't one some wouldn't someone assume that <laughs> off your influence and like you know <laughs> I mean not that not saying that you're you're doing positive things. I think there's a time and a place right for everything. Yeah, there's definitely <clears throat> a time and a place for everything. Um, I feel then the reason why I painted a lot of the walls that I have painted is because they were already vandalized, and I feel as though like what I paint may not what I paint these days may not necessarily be considered vandalism, but I guess considered quote unquote beautifying the wall. That's what I've been told, right? Um, but the whole vandalism thing, it, like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. There's abandoned houses everywhere. There's too many every other block. There's abandoned buildings. There's abandoned warehouses. There's abandoned schools. There's abandoned hospitals. Like, fuck it. If people are going to go in there to paint them, 
they could be doing worse things in them. Yeah. Um, which I've ran up on a lot of people doing worse things inside abandoned buildings. Yeah. And like, what's your like take on like you know, graffiti artists turned like real artists like cause and stash and like dudes like that like more power to them yeah they're making a solid living on like a, a yeah and like a huge corporate level like in cause like pff, he's everywhere i'm sure they employ a couple dozen people as well yeah they're, they're not one the man whole units yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah even the homie banksy he's gone he's gone lengths compared to what he was you know i was a fan of banksy when he was putting guantanamo bay figurines in disneyland um I don't know if you've ever seen that. Mm. He yeah, dressed up a mannequin as Guantanamo Bay prisoner and put him inside an attraction in Disneyland. Yeah. Um, and that was like back in the day, you know, and that's like before Banksy was like, oh my God, a million dollar piece, let me chip it off a wall. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, everybody deserves their accreditation. If they got that far, they got that far from doing a lot of work, putting a lot of time in. Um, so I don't ever take that away from them. What's some of the, the pieces or people that you've always looked up to that you're like aiming for? Or some of your favorites of all time, like this is so. A I've, had, I've definitely had like a good collection of like who is my favorites, and it's, it's changed over the years. I guess my favorites have evolved. Um, I've met a lot of my guests were favorites, and like a lot of people are just shitty when you meet them in person. Never meet your idols. Never. <laughs> Never in so many respects. Um, yeah, like that sucks, of, man. A lot of like graffiti writers too, you know. Um, there's like. We're all just kind of shitty people at the end of the day, right? Takes one to know one. No, but like, there's just like a certain level of shitty. Like, a lot of people are shot the fuck out. You know, like, it's. I've met very few graffiti writers that were, I guess, financially um, stable that didn't get financially stable via graffiti. Um, like, I don't know how to really explain it. Like, a lot of graffiti writers are fuck ups, a lot of us are bums, um, which I, I'm, I'm aware of. You know, and with that culture comes, you know, drugs and parties and drinking and let's get fucked up and go fucking destroy shit. It's like, that's only cool until fucking, what, 20? That was never really like my steez, but I was always able to accommodate that person. Whether it's, oh, you needed the drugs or you needed the weed or the fucking drink or the paint or the walls or the the motivation. <laughs> shit, I'll be there to motivate you. Yeah. But... That's why I think I've I've come I've I've come and gone with like a lot of different writers. I was never able to really like just kind of link with somebody else's mindset up until this point where I'm I've been self-sustainable. I've been self-sustainable since 16, but I've been self-sufficient in like guess the graffiti aspect of it that I'm able to just paint Dolo, and then other people have also paint Dolo. We are able to paint together because we mm-hmm. have that understanding that people are jerk-offs and you can't rely on people and like just get fucked up a lot of people that i rock with consistently yeah we might smoke a little bit of weed but it's not we're not dumping acid three times a day and right fucking driving my car with my kids in it while i got a deuce in the middle like there's just numerous incidences that like i don't necessarily approve to like if you're going to put yourself in that situation i don't want i don't want to be there with you (laughs) to you know like it's just i don't need to do that to myself anymore Mm -hmm. I, I really admire that because like if you see a tag you don't you don't know the person if you're a bystander you're just someone that watches and sees it you don't know it's them you don't, you don't, <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds like it yeah. but you don't know them you don't know their life and you don't know it's everyone's on the same playing mm-hmm. level when you look at a tag yeah. but with the help of instagram 
you can see a little bit more and what their life leads and yeah what type of dirt baggery they're into or not and you see that might affect your liking or the, your interest in them absolutely and and I could say honestly for you when I saw that you were doing more than just the tag when I finally searched you on Instagram years ago and I saw that it was cool to see that and then it made me want to look into other graffiti artists and say yeah. oh are they doing something do they have merch I could buy do they have something you know and everybody that I work with I try to like push them push them push them into further like I got like behind us is all those brown boxes are all white tees I told you earlier I bought a pallet of white t-shirts and they're all Joseph A. Bank. They're all quality fucking ring-spun, pre-shrunk cotton tees. Like, nice. Yeah. So if I got homies that do artwork, and they have tags, and they have a little bit of a branding for themselves, or a little bit of a following. I urge them, like, listen, let me give you these tees at cost. Go print them. They're white tees. They're cheap. Put just black ink on them. You're familiar with the process. Right. Black ink on white tees is the most cost-efficient thing you could do. That's it. Yep. And you could flip them. At least triple, especially if you got a following. Instagram, mail them out. They cost you what five dollars in a flat rate box. Yeah, covers costs, covers funds. Yeah, exactly. So make yeah. your, make your artwork work for you too. There's no reason to just put all this sweat, energy, risking your freedom, time, money. You're coming here to buy paint. You might as well make it come back. A lot of sweat equity. A lot of sweat yeah. equity. I've believed in sweat equity for a long time. Yeah. And if you if if you could pay somebody else to do it and you could just fucking learn it on yourself, I'm gonna go and learn that shit how to do it myself. I hate paying people to do shit that I know I can do it myself. Mm -hmm. I've made so many websites for myself and I just because <laughs> you gotta like stay up to a date with it and then you download shit and keep your shit up to date because you're gonna get fucking worm. I, yeah, that's all my websites the way it is. It's just basic. It's fucking WordPress and big cartel. There you go. That's all you need. That's all you need in 2019. Mm-hmm. Nope. Dot com. Who the fuck's got dot com anymore? <laughs> <laughs> dot net. <laughs> yeah, people got like dot net zeros. <laughs> you know they got dot ninja available? Yeah, I've seen that one. No, yeah, I, that's haven't. A popular one. no yeah. I, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I got get lost a lot dot ninja. <laughs> of course <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you say is your your favorite part about all, all this? Everything you do? Like what 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 makes you want to keep doing it? What makes you wake up and want to do it? Uh trying to inspire the next batch or the next generation of kids because like their their responses are just fucking epic you know i've painted with like all ages of people humans and like kids that are just like under middle school age have like the most raw expression of what they like and like they're not afraid of what their friends are gonna think of them because they fucking like something you know like they're just like oh my god or, like they just freak the fuck out like that's the best like why would i why would I want to paint for college kids all day? They're like, oh, that's cool. And keep walking. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm too cool. Bunch of losers. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of fucking losers. Look, yeah. I'm using fucking spray paint. All right, jerk off. Well, th this guy right here just fucking mailed my ass here last <laughs> night from New Jersey. Now I'm in San Diego painting for your ass. And you're fucking stopping weeping your parents' money away for 80 grand for a fucking scholarship. <laughs> Who's really losing? Ouch. Who's really losing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sent back on a first class flight tomorrow. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah, who's the jerk off now? So perspective, man. you know, yeah. like, and and that's like the top five questions. Is like, you do this for a living? Uh, you you they sent you out here on a flight. How long are you here for? Well, I got flown out here yesterday. I got a hotel for tonight, tomorrow, and I fly out tomorrow. Like you know, that's just. I like it. It's comfortable. You can't blame them for asking though, because no. it's it's a while. Because if you if someone had told me that the tag that I see all over Nork, that's what that guy does for a living, I'd be like, what? 
That's yeah. insane. Yeah, a lot of people are like, even when I was sitting next to people on planes or like at a bar or a hotel, at a bar in like a in an airport or something, waiting for my flight or some shit. They're like, oh, what do you do? Well, this is what I do. I don't drag my feet to the airport. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I tell them they're like, oh, well, makes my job sound like shit. <laughs> but <laughs> it like, does. Yeah, you know, they're, they're like, oh, I work for Xerox or I work for <laughs> fucking corporate company. Yeah, and they mail me all over the fucking place. And I yeah. go listen to conferences and sitting here and wear polos and, and I don't get <laughs> to see polos. my family. Yeah, and like I'm sitting there with sweatpants and fucking Adidas and a hat on, like paint on my hands. Just got done painting a spot seven in the morning. My flight's at like ten. I probably smell like a can of spray paint. And I'm like eating sushi at a bar next to some guy who just like hates his fucking life, like <laughs> going bolder than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like ten years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> And, and for all the people who see your tags and don't know anything about you and don't follow you on Instagram and they just appreciate your tags and your art, what, what do you have to say to those people? Thank you. Who've never heard your voice before or anything. Thank you. Thank you for just admiring it for not knowing what it is. I don't know, and just not seeing it as only vandalism. You know, there's a lot of people that have like came up to me and like saw me either painting a wall or saw some merge or came out to an event or I handed somebody a sticker on a train and they were like, oh, I've seen this all over the place, but I didn't know there was like a meaning behind it. But like, they knew that there was something behind it, but they didn't know like what the meaning was behind it. You know, and they, everybody, I love that everybody gets their own out of it, you know, but none of them are wrong. None of them are wrong because everybody had, they could always involve it. They could always integrate it in their own lives. You know, I mean, you just don't, don't follow anybody else's footsteps if you're at work and shit or you're trying to learn a new skill like if you follow somebody else you're only going to look what they do you're only going to look like what they're doing you're going to copy somebody follow your own path get lost a lot and it's going to fucking show nice what do you have coming up and where could people find you uh well it's definitely fully googleable uh get lost a lot everything comes up whether all the social media is um but june 7th 8th and 9th um, I got the, the annual graffiti jam. Um, there will be at least 18 people painting at each venue each day. Um, I just got in touch with two food trucks and a pina colada truck today. It will be out there. Yeah, last year I had a halal taco truck. Dude was from Dubai. Cooked some rockin' ass food. Um, DJs each day. So if you guys have any DJs that you're willing to, you know, put on okay, and yeah, come out, definitely come out. Anybody contacts you, man. Like I said, I don't turn anybody down. It's a fully communal from the ground up event. Yeah. Um, all the artists that are coming out, they're gonna. I mean, I've already kind of put the seed out there that you know, it, I put out a thousand dollars out of my pocket last year for people to paint. Um, I built wood walls on and adhered them to fences. Um, but this year, because there's three different venues, there's you know, more walls that are going to be needed. And if artists want to come out and rock, you know, I show them the receipt what I paid for the fucking panel. I'm not asking for any money to be made, just self sufficient. You know, the more we build together, the more we'll each be able to eat together. Mm-hmm. Continue to grow. Yeah. yeah. Build it. Yep. There you go. Awesome. Yo, Thanks. thank you for yeah. doing this, being on site your Thank you for having me. Yeah, this was awesome. Our listeners are going to love this for sure. I love it. I'm, up, I'm waiting to hear it. Cool. I'll go home and go on the computer right now, roll the blunt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Make sure you check us out, rate us everywhere on Spotify, iTunes, all that. Tell us what you think. And make sure you sh- 
tell a friend too if you got a group chat share this episode with them tell all your friends about it if you support us spread the word we're trying to really grow this thing it's the cheapest way to support a creative of all kinds group chat share it oh share it yeah <laughs> it's group free. chats it's yeah. free exactly yeah. you just share it so it's the, the cheapest and it's actually it's free boom <laughs> there you have it that support yeah thank you everyone my name's nknx a bar see you next time and enjoy your day <laughs> <laughs>